to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries, a.k.a. The Word Church. Praise the Lord, Brother Richard. Amen. Great to be back this week. Where are we at? We got some exciting stuff. I got something good for you today, Brother Richard. You know what? I kept hearing you saying something last week as we kept talking. You kept on focusing on, on a key word. And, I, and we refer to ourselves as believers. You kept on saying Jesus would always say believe. Well, the word of God says you got to believe. And, that, and that's true. But there's a step further, I believe, from believing. You, you got to receive. Once you believe, you got to go ahead and receive it. Because a lot of people say, oh, I, I believe. But then they won't accept it or receive it. You got to lay hold. Scripture talks about laying hold to the promises. So once you claim you believe, you got to. Receive, and I'm, re I'm re reminded over in Romans when we get born again, the scripture says, gives us a principle. It says, with the heart, one believes or receives, and with the mouth, confession is made. So if you believe something, you're going you're gonna to basically lay hold to it. And I want to lead us to James chapter 1, and we're going to focus in on the latter part of that verse, verse 21. It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive or accept with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Let's go back to receive or accept with meekness. Now, meekness is, there's a definition for meekness. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> but it means uh, don't be, don't, don't. Don't exalt yourself. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, just, yeah, just go ahead humbly receive the word with meekness. Don't, oh, I know everything, like you were saying the other, earlier about my opinion. Don't exalt your opinion over the truth of God's word. That's what he means, receive it with meekness. Be, meekness means having a teachable spirit. Oh, there it is right there. Having a teachable spirit, meaning I'm not Holy Ghost Junior. I don't know everything. And a lot of us come into the household of God, the body of Christ, and we want to think we know more than God. And we're going to tell God how... This thing's supposed to work, the kingdom, his kingdom. And he says, no, 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 no. Here's the truth, which is my word, and here's your opinion. Now, line your opinion up with my truth. <laughs> and, then, and now we are in agreement because God, the scripture says the world in Hebrews is upheld by the word of God. God is the author and the finisher, the beginning and the end. It's all about him. If he said, the scripture says, God is not a man that he shall lie. So we have to not only believe the word we got to go ahead and receive it as the truth and whatever other opinion we have that's contrary to the truth of god's word you got to go ahead and push it aside and a lot of people don't want to do that because they're set in their ways and they want god to line up to their opinion and god said no i'm not going to line up to your opinion and that's why we miss out on some of the blessings in our life because we want to do things our way i'm reminded of the scripture says 
There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it's death. So we have to just go ahead and receive with meekness. Yeah. People do this all the time where you'll have an issue going on in your life and you go ask some friends for advice. And if you ask 10 friends, you'll probably get 10 different pieces of advice. Everybody's got a different way to do it. Everybody's got a different idea of what you should do it. Everybody's got a different opinion of how you should do it. And we, we see that over and over again in life is that people, they'll say, oh, here's what you should do. And somebody else will say, no, this is what you should do. And somebody else will say, no, 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 neither one of them know what they're talking about. This is what you should do. Everybody has their opinion about things. Everybody has their own thoughts about things. Everybody yes, has do. their own desires about things. And as you were saying earlier, and we were talking before we came on the air, the, the thing about accepting the word of God is to then see what he says and change our thinking to his. What happens is we have a thought. We think we have a desire. And now we try to get God to change his mind to change his ways to fit what we want. And in fact, you may have had an opinion your whole life about something. If you then realize that God says the opposite, what we have to do is say, you know what, this opinion that I've had all my whole life, this belief that I've had all my whole life, I'm going to have to give it up. I'm going to have to change my mind to the mind of God. Can I give a quick example why you brought that up? And I believe I'm Holy Spirit led. As you were saying that, I'm going to speak on the subject of, of racism. Some people were raised up to believe that their race is superior to other races. Well, they was taught that. And then... You, and they always believed it. Yeah, well, yeah, they always believed it because they was taught that growing up. And then they get born again. That's why the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to change what you think now because in... In Acts 17, it says, God, out of one blood, created all human beings. And he loves everybody, and he's no respecter of person. So now you got to line, you got to cast down that old belief system you had. Well, well I call it uprooting that old tree. Because <laughs> you can't put new wine into old wineskins. You got to up, uh, uproot that old tree and get the new tree in, which is the word of God, which is considered the seed. You got to put some new seed in there. So if your belief system that you had before coming into the household of God, the kingdom of God doesn't line up with the truth of God's word, you got to cast it aside, pluck it up. And again, like I say, with racism, a lot of people been taught that, oh, I'm superior to this race because of such and such. And we can go on with all every race, you know, and everybody. I know some black people who are prejudiced against white people because of what they was taught. But once you, again, come in the body of Christ, you have to love all people. That's what the word of God says. So whatever I was taught previous to that, I got to get rid of it. I got to let the blood of Christ wash that stinking thinking, wash my mind. See, it'll it, cleanse you. And it doesn't have to be race. It can be all sorts yeah, of I'll things. Yeah, I use that as an example. People will grow up, and I know families that, they can hold a grudge and you kind of learn from a kid that you hold a grudge and that if you can get back at that person, you know, the old Hatfield and McCoy's feud, you know, there are still people today that they can hold a grudge. They can remember why they don't like somebody long after they can't remember why they don't like them. And so you can hold a grudge. You can say, I'm going to get even with that person. And your thinking is that that's okay. That your thinking is that it's, right to get even to to get your revenge 
And then you read the Bible, and the Bible says that you're not allowed to pay get no your man evil for so, evil. So you have to change your overcome evil thinking. with good. Right. And in, in another scriptures in Galatians says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Well, first of all, that's why scripture tells you study to show yourself approved. You gotta get a revelation of what the curse brought. The curse that Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, they brought on mankind sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. That's what the curse brought in and everything that's up under those three. So once you get born again, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. So now with that, sickness, poverty, and definitely spiritual death does not live here anymore <laughs> because I've been redeemed. I've been bought back with the precious blood of Jesus. Now with that said, I got to believe that what he said by his stripes, I'm healed and, and accept that and, and start walking in that. A lot of people, they got that word or they believe, oh, by his stripes, I'm healed. But they say, you know, heart conditions run in our family. Well, it don't run in the new family. You're in a family of God. Jesus ain't never had no heart problems or no, he didn't have any diseases that ran in his family. So you're in Jesus's family. Now you're in God's family. The scripture says, if you be Christ, you be Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Well, again, you got to realize, does heaven have any poverty? I'm going to say no. Does heaven have any sickness? I don't even think they got a hospital up there. Is there anybody in heaven spiritually dead? No. Well, Christ redeemed us and brought us back. So with that said, you that stuff don't have it. Now, I'm not saying it won't attack you. Because my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you open the door to the devil, he'll. I like. I heard that the devil will take you longer than you want to go, keep you want, longer than you want to be kept, and cost you more than you want to pay. So if you open the door for him, he'll get in anybody's car, any Christian's car. And our scripture says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And how we submit to God is submit to what his word says. Back to what you was talking about. We got to submit to what he said in his word. And we use the word, because it's the sword of the spirit, to resist the devil with, because he bows down to the word of God, and then he'll flee from you. But if you don't know what the word of God says, the devil will run rampant in your home and your finances and your body, and he'll keep you condemned, because he's the accuser of the brethren. So that's why we have to know what the word of God says and replace that old thought or old belief system with the new one. Jesus said you're more than a conqueror. Right, and you can do all things. We're a new creation. You're a new creation. See, You're an ambassador that, We're not Christ. that old person. You know, and we were talking earlier, and I said something about a grudge, and the way I know this to be true is because that was me. I didn't become a Christian until I was 27. Mm -hmm. I was 27 years old before I became a Christian. If you did me wrong, was I would get... somehow pay you back. I'm glad I don't know that guy right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, like this new creation I, I right here. Some, I like this new one. <laughs> I would somehow pay you back. It might take me a while to figure out how I was going to do it, you know and what? it might take me a while to get opportunity but eventually, I would get you back. You know what, Richard? That's that sin nature that, right. that came in and so, from the fall. And, and I was like that, too. I grew up in the hood where we held court in the streets. We didn't go to the man court. We we took care of business on our own. But, again, as we grow and come into the knowledge, trade no one evil for evil. Right. Blessed See, now that, that idea is so weird to me that I it's hard for me to even remember when I thought like that. Well, see, because you're being, you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind, and now you're not only that, you're not just a hearer only, but you're a doer. Right. And see, and that's where we all have to get to be, because it doesn't have to be a grudge. It can be something else. Maybe your whole life you loved gossip, 
and you thought oh. gossip was great. And I, in fact, somebody gave me a. I know a lot uh, of Christians still do that. Right, one. Somebody gave me a plaque <laughs> one day and said, "I really don't like to share gossip, but really, what else can you do with it, right?" And so, so we maybe your whole life you kind of like gossip. You kind of like knowing the dirt. You kind of like sharing the dirt. You kind of like being in the know. Well, you know what? The Bible says that we are not to gossip, that in fact, gossip is sin worthy of death. And so we have to change our mind. My mind always was that gossip was okay. Everybody does it. But now God says it's not. I need to change my mind. But this is what I tell people that like the gossip. And as you were speaking of gossip, I was just reminded the first three letters is G-O-S. The first three letters of the gospel is G-O-S. G-O-S. And I tell people, if you like to talk in gospel, Gossip, especially as a Christian, why don't you get in the Word and study to show yourself to prove and gossip that? If you like to talk and tell something, go tell what Jesus did. And I notice a lot of people don't want to do that. they rather watch these shows and get all this gossip again. And again, that old tree has to be rooted out of them, that spirit of gossip. So plant the new, let the, the new spirit, which you are a new creation, let the scripture said those who are led by the spirit. Let the spirit of God lead you, not the spirit of the kingdom of darkness. That's not you anymore. You died, and now you live for Christ Jesus. And again, if we don't get the revelation to that, you're being you're deceiving your own self. If you stay in, the, if you allow the old person that died when you got born again, just continue to run rampant. Paul made a, a very bold declaration in Galatians chapter two, verse twenty. He says, "I have been crucified with Christ Jesus. It is no longer I who live anymore." but Christ who lives inside of me. In the life I live in the flesh, I now live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. That's got to become a revelation. So that means old things are past. Behold, all things become new. I know I'm a new creation. So start acting like it. Born again implies that you got a second shot. So And I always liken it to a little baby. Babies don't know anything but what we teach them. So we're baby Christians when we get born again. So start learning what the Word says about you. Because you're born again. I tell people I got saved 14 years ago. I always say I'm 14. I guess I'm a teenager in Christ, Richard. I got born again at 38 years old. But I start studying. Start studying. And I start doing James 121, receiving with meekness the implanted or engrafted word, which was able to save my soul. I didn't exalt my opinion over the, the truth of God's word. I was, yeah, God, I know you said this. I think I did initially. God, I know you said this, yeah. but <laughs> this is my belief. This is what I believe. Well, this is how I was raised. Yeah. This is what I've always right, done. Right. So that old tree had to get plant plucked up. And Jesus said something, in, and I believe Matthew verse 17, chapter 17. He said, every tree that my heavenly father has not planted shall be uprooted. He was talking about belief systems that's in God's people. Now, you got to allow it. You got to allow God. That's what it means when you say, I surrender. Lord, do what you have your way in me. <laughs> yeah, if you really ask God to have his way in you, he'll go ahead and have his way in you. Well, you, you gotta, have to mean it. You got to surrender. Yeah, right. you, you have surrender. to mean it because people people sing songs, you know, talk I about surrender. I surrender all. all. Right. And then you, so you get leave out of the, the building. building <laughs> and then all of a sudden the, you got to run into somebody I hate. And then you're going to do something different. <laughs> so, yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Apostle Paul writes, you know, and sometimes we forget, I think, that the Holy Spirit indwells in us, that we actually have the Holy Spirit alive in us. And you'll hear people say, what would you do if Jesus was right here? I always say, he is. He's he, Wherever you are, he is. And we, we've got to 
begin to live our life as if we really actually believe it. If you were watching a TV show and some of the people from your church came by, would you turn it off before they saw you were watching it? If you were reading a book that that if somebody from your church or some of the church people came and they saw you reading it, you would want to put it under something so they didn't see you reading it. If 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 that was the case, then you have to realize, think, what would I do if Jesus was here? And then think, he is here. Should I really well, be watching this? Should I really be reading this? Should and, I really be doing this? And here's one this? that I get. I go to a lot of Christians' houses, and, and, and they got the TV on. And I know now today we got a hundred something channels. When I grew up, we only had three: ABC, NBC, and, you and CBS. To, and you actually had to get up and right. walk across the now room. Now we got a hundred or something <laughs> channels and a remote in our hand. I walk into these people's house, and I they they got all kind of stuff happening to them. Yet they're watching something that won't even spiritually edify them. And you got TBN, you got Daystar, the Word Network, you got all this Christian programming because the Word of God will reprogram you. It will wash your mind from all that old stuff and plant some new seed in you. And they won't even watch it. They sit up here watching all this other stuff. Well, the Kardashians are more interesting. Well, no, I think Jesus is more interesting <laughs> to, to me. For, for somebody, a saint, somebody that's born again. Remember, you're born again. Now you got to start being transformed by the renewing yeah, of your mind. Yeah, but see, if you don't watch TMZ, you won't know what's mm -hmm. happening. Well you, well, you need to know what's happening in the kingdom now because that's where you live. You're a citizen of heaven now. You're just a pilgrim on the earth. But see, how easy it is concerned. for us, though, as believers to say, I, you know, it's not going to hurt. It, you know, and in fact, I probably ought to know this stuff. And I, I'm convinced people like shows like the Kardashians so they can look at it and go, man, I'm better than them. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not going to say, you know, just balance. You know, balance it out with the word of God. At least know what your covenant is, what you have a right to. Amen. Scripture says, forget not all his benefits. You got to know what benefits you have as a child of God. Scripture says also, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's not intellectual knowledge, it's biblical knowledge, scriptural knowledge, spiritual knowledge. So we have to be filled, the scripture says in Colossians, be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know how many Christians, and I see them every day, they don't know nothing that the God says. But they, they want to feel him, though. Well, oh, I feel the Lord. And, and the scripture says here, in, in uh, Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith. That's confidence in God. That's without knowing God, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to him must believe, there's that believe word again, that he is, and that's he is whatever you need him to be. Your Jehovah Jireh, your Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Seek him. That means he wants to give you something. He wants I, to give you peace in the and, midst of a and storm. And I love that part that people sometimes of those who diligently seek him. See, when I go over to those people's houses, I, I I find out they ain't diligently seeking. They seeking the Kadash. Right. The, I they mean, seeking the world system. Well, and it's easy to think, man, I'm a hardcore Christian because I go to church not only on Sunday, I also go on Wednesday or Thursday man, or whenever in your midweek service. I am the church going man, I, every day. But I mean, people, <laughs> I'm a hard, I'm hardcore. I go to church two hours a week. Well, there's 168 hours in a week. So if if we give God two hours of the 168, we're not diligently seeking him. We need to be diligently seeking him. And when you hear that word diligently, that means that you're actively trying. You, you're spending effort to do it. If I, if I said to you, you, man, they're diligently going after money or they're diligently going after something. The picture in your mind is, man, that's become their whole focus. That has become the most important thing to them. 
And that's what diligently seeking the Lord means. That's the most important thing to us to do. And the latter part, I like that. And that he's a rewarder. He's going to reward you with what something called revelation knowledge or understanding. He's going to reward you with uh, the benefits that come with seeking him. Because God, he, he looks for people who's going to worship him in spirit and truth. So he wants that, and he wants to reward you. Why? Because he wants to set you up and let everybody see what God has done in your life. Now, that's your, part of your testimony. The Lord has done this. The Lord keeps me walking in divine health. The Lord meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that's what God, that's the part of the rewarder of those who diligently. And again, diligently, you don't have to have your head in the Bible 24-7, but you can let your light so shine as you go out the other six days a week. You can meditate on his word like the scripture says day and night, and you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters and whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever things you do shall prosper. You can do that, and you can bless the Lord at all times and allow his praises to be continued in your mouth. You cannot be ashamed of the gospel. when, Like you say, you don't hide your book. You, you know, let your light shine. That's, that's all part of the diligently seeking him. It's my, what the scripture calls in Romans 12 too, not being conformed to this world. But uh, not, don't be conformed to this world. But present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable worship. Well, that's every day. Do I understand I'm an ambassador for Christ every day, not just on Sundays? Do I understand that I'm a minister of reconciliation every day? I tell people in our congregation, you just come here to get filled up and to assemble with other believers. But where the rubber meets the road is Monday through Saturday. What are you doing in? Because Christ in you still is the hope of glory. He's in you everywhere you go. Not just here. We'd like to think he's just in the building. No, he's greater is he that's in you. And the scripture says if Christ, he who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he also give life, not death, to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. So he's with you everywhere we go. Well, sometimes people think that God is waiting in the church building for us to come back on Sunday morning. You know, yeah, he's, he just he's, waiting, all, he's all Hope lonely, you know, and he, he's the oh. loneliest on Monday. And then Tuesday, oh, they'll be here tonight if you have midweek Bible say like we do. Oh, they'll be here tonight. I'm so happy. And then Thursday's he's down again because we're not around. And then Friday and Saturday. And then Saturday night, he's like, oh, wow, they're coming tomorrow morning. I'm all happy. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's somehow in the church building waiting. God is wherever you are. I, you're at the grocery you. store. That's that's where God is. You're in your car. That's where God well, is. Wherever that, you that are. That was a part that's of what Jesus is. came to do was to to redeem, reconcile, and restore us back to Christ. And I was just looking at the scripture back in uh, Hebrews eleven six, but without faith. And I read, but without receiving with meekness, without receiving God's word, not just believing it, but receiving it, it's impossible to please Him because He just wants you to believe it. He wants you to go ahead and lay hold to it. And the scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, it says we've been given the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. You got to speak God's word. That means when you're in front of the taco truck at Walmart, you still got to speak what God's word is. You don't suppress the truth because you got the truth in you. And and I do that all the time now because well, I've grown up, matured in that area. If I hear somebody, I don't care where I'm at, if I hear somebody saying they have a, an illness or something in a public place, 
you know, I'll come over to him and say, hey, you mind if I pray for you? Because I understand that greater is he that's in me, and that's part of the command. He told us to go and do that, lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And I asked him if they accept, and hopefully they'll get the reward. And if they don't, then we know they won't get the reward. But I have to go ahead and do what God commanded me to do. That's part of the faith. I want to be pleasing to the Father, so I have to do. I do it here in the office. If somebody come in and say they're sick, I don't say, oh, yeah, better go to the doctor. No, I seek ye first the kingdom way of doing it. The kingdom way of doing it is lay hands on them. Cast the demons out. Speak with new tongues. And speaking new tongues means my conversation is different. I don't, my opinion <laughs> is now, it lines up with the word of God. So when I speak, I'm speaking out of the mind of Christ. Scripture says we have the mind of Christ. So the mind of Christ thinks like Christ, and it speaks like Christ. It lives like Christ. And that's part of what Jesus came to be that example. The scripture says we're being conformed into his image. Yeah, that's why Jesus said if anyone desires to find his life, he must first lose his life. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Well, let's lose the old life, but you're going to find the new life. And the new life in Christ is a glorious one. Jesus said that I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We talk mm -hmm. about that all the time on this show is that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that our mind, and, and you know, when you read renewed by, transformed by the renewing of our mind, what that really means is your old mind was wrong. Right. Your old mind was not right. It wasn't and right. And it needs to be renewed. It needs to be made right. Well, we don't like to believe this, Richard, but our old minds prior to us getting born again was programmed by Satan. This, we were the enemy of well, God. Well, well, that's why the world system, that's why the scripture said, don't be conformed to this world. Well, the scripture says in Corinthians, the God of this world blinds the minds of those who believe not. Well, that was us. Right. Then we got born again. Now he says, now, no, now, no longer be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And your mind only gets renewed by the word of God. See, and so many things that didn't make sense before, now all of a sudden make sense. You see the world completely different. Well, because you got the Holy Spirit in right. you. you. But got I a mean, new you, see, you see the whole world completely different. Right. When the Bible talks about, there go those people that turn the world upside down. That's what Jesus did. He turned the world upside down. The world says... Number one, look out for number one, watch out for number one, take care of number one, do unto others before they do unto you. And then Jesus said, no, let's turn that upside down. Esteem others ahead of yourself. <laughs> See others as more important than you yourself. You turn the world upside down mm -hmm. from I'm number one to now others are number one. Right, right. Prefer others over yourself. So anyway, uh, I think we're about to end this segment. We got a, one more minute left. We just want to remind you guys to, uh, to keep walking by faith and not by sight. And if this ministry is a blessing to you, sow a seed. Sow a seed and believe God for a harvest. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Faith on Fire. Again, this is a broadcast designed to ignite your faith on fire. And remember, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.